hello and welcome to another episode of the Metal and High. Okay, wait, no. <laughs> I was just seeing a familiar face that um, we've been missing a lot in our last episodes or since we started this podcast and you started new with the, of course, a Bleeding Metal podcast. My name is Pia, she, her, and of course, I'm here together with... Hi, this is Kiki, she, her. And we have another... I struggle with calling you a guest, but uh, yeah. Hi and nice to have you back, Steffi. Thank you. Yes, Steffi here once again. Um, long time no see. Yeah, nice to be back again. I've got a reason to be here with you. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Because uh, I've been with Kiki to a festival in beautiful Sweden, Stockholm. And that's what we want to talk about today. The yep. Yep, yep. That's that's the reason for this bonus episode, <laughs> because the two of you have been to a festival. I wanted to go there with you, but um, my cousin had her wedding party on that weekend. And she's not just my cousin, but when we were children, we were like sisters. So we spent a lot of time together. And yeah, so it was impossible for me to say no and to not attend to that special day for her. So you had to go without me. And now I want to know everything about the festival and your trip and everything around the trip. <laughs> and that is a story as well that we told a lot of people at the festival because they asked us, you know, how come you're here? Um, also because there were many, many people people from Germany at the festival, which surprised a lot of the uh, a lot of the festival goers. And um, so, yeah, um, how come you're here? And was the question, and I often replied, I stole the plans from Pia. <laughs> <laughs> True. <laughs> Did you regret it? <laughs> Not at all. But it was also like, um, so which one, which band do you want to see? So I don't know any of them. <laughs> um, no, um, some of the bands I actually had had heard of from name and I had been, as I said on a, on a past episode of the podcast, I'd been listening to the playlist of the festival as well. And um, I was looking forward to several of the bands and I actually enjoyed the festival a lot. Um, so yeah, I don't regret it at all. <laughs> and I also made a bit of a, um, a longer vacation out of it and visited Copenhagen for the first time. And after the festival, um, We took a few days in Stockholm and then I went on to see Gothenburg and Malmö and it was a really, really cool experience to also to travel by myself a little bit again. And <laughs> 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 done so since before the pandemic a lot. And um, yeah, it was just a lot of a lot of fun. But Steffi was the one also in the original planning of this whole thing. So um, mm. yeah. We started planning, I think, in 2020 or 2019. I don't recall anymore. I think 2020, when we all thought, okay, uh, the pandemic might end very soon and next year all the festivals going to happen. And mm -hmm. uh, yeah, so <laughs> we saw this great lineup, um, Electric Callboy as the headliner and some other bands, Eminence, for example, that we wanted to see live. Fun fact, 
I didn't know about the band Ennis OK back then, which now is my favorite band and who also was in the lineup. Yes. <laughs> I recalled that I posted a story about the festival because there were so many bands in the lineup from 2021 that I wanted to see and I marked all of them and I didn't mark Ennis OK because, as I said, I just didn't know them. And yeah, so we, Steffi visited me in fall and we made plans for this festival and booked everything like the hotel and we were checking routes to go there um, without using a plane and then the festival got cancelled just a few weeks before I guess and we were thinking okay in Sweden the restrictions are not that that high maybe the festival gonna happen anyways and That wasn't the case. And so they postponed to 2022. Just um, to <laughs> to give you the the background information of how we planned going to this festival or when we already started planning to go to this festival. Do you have to add some, something, Steffi? <laughs> no, that's just, um, yeah, story in a nutshell. At the end, it was kind of funny because you said you um, couldn't go anymore. So this year, and I was like, meh, <laughs> sad. <laughs> um, and also the friend, um, a few who uh, couldn't go anymore, wanted anymore, I don't know. And then I was like, okay, now I've got like two other tickets and I definitely want to go. I want to combine my summer holidays with the festival because I like Scandinavia. I want to go to Sweden and Norway. Um, and then, yeah, I asked around and at the end we were a group of five girls going to the festival and it was very amazing how it developed to that trip. And, um, yeah, that was pretty nice, actually. Um, the group we went to at the end, of course, it's still very sad that you couldn't go with us, Pia, um, at the end still a good change in, in the group. Okay. How did you arrive there? I heard there were some cancellations of flights and Oof. I don't know, trades and whatever. It was drama. <laughs> I and a friend of mine, we came with a night train via Hamburg. Um, there's a directly connection from Hamburg to Stockholm, which is pretty amazing. And that went well. But yeah, for one friend, she also wanted to join um, somewhere in uh, in the Ruhrpott. <laughs> And she didn't um, get the train to Hamburg. So she couldn't join the night train. And um, yeah, at the end, it was just like fucked up. And there's just the train just goes once a day. And also it was, uh, I think it was completely sold out during the summer month. And yeah, at the end, she booked a flight and this one was canceled then and she booked another flight and that, I think it, that one worked, but yeah, two cancellations. She was, yeah, very, very annoyed. <laughs> and yes. And the other friend, she, um, arrived from Berlin and, uh, I think she had like, Four, three cancellations also of her flight. Wow. And oh, it was very stressful, of course, mostly for her, but also for us, it was like, okay, can you arrive? Will you arrive? Um, we got a point, we said, okay, come on, just 
stay at home, enjoy your weekend. And um, it's too, it seems to be too stressful. And yeah, but at the end, she arrived. She uh, came also to Stockholm um, uh, one day later than planned. But well, um, it worked out at the end. Uh, yeah, but that was very chaotic and very many flight cancellations. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. The trains weren't too easy either. I actually took uh, <laughs> took Steffi's advice and or um, example. And I also planned my whole trip only with trains. And I hadn't left my house and I already got a notification that my train was late. And so I missed the next train um, from Hamburg to Copenhagen. And then I had to wait around in Hamburg for two hours in 30 degree weather, which I was not dressed for. <laughs> <laughs> And, um, but after that, it was, it was quite all right. So I spent the night in Copenhagen and checked out the city a little bit and uh, went onwards the next day uh, to Stockholm. Uh, and there I joined the others. We had this very cool hotel that had uh, the deal with the, with the festival. So we booked it through, through the same, I think it was Ticketmaster. Mm -hmm. It was really weird booking a hotel through Ticketmaster. Yeah. Like <laughs> I remember from the previous year. <laughs> yeah. It was really weird. Um, but everything worked out uh, as well. There was some chaos checking in, but uh, the hotel staff was super, super friendly and uh, found a solution very quickly. And then the festival feelings started already, you know, seeing the other guests that were also going to the festival. Apparently there was another festival too. I think Lollapalooza was happening in Stockholm the same weekend. Mm -hmm. So there were people staying there that were going there as well. Well, the hotel where we were staying was a 20 minute walk from the venue. So that was pretty practical as well. It was nice to finally arrive and 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 see Steffi and meet her friends, uh, whom I didn't know before. <laughs> <laughs> so um, our group was pretty um, spontaneously put together, but it was really cool company as well. I think that's the best stories in the end, <laughs> when something is just by chance like this. But what we just said, that's the festival feeling. And Steffi, we were at the Baden and Blut Festival exactly one year ago. We were recording on July 24th. And that's something that I missed because we had a hotel in the city and we walked to the festival ground by foot, which took us 15 to 20 minutes, I think, maximum. But there were rarely other metalheads seen in the city, which yeah, uh, stole the festival feeling kind of. The festival feeling just came when we were at the camp at the festival ground. So That's always amazing to see other people who go to the festival as well. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I think um, it's because of the cooperation between festival and hotel. It was just also recommended uh, via the homepage of the festival to book that hotel. And it was very cheap. I think it was a discount of around about 15% or so. It, so yeah it was pretty amazing very good deal and it was so funny to arrive uh, at the hotel in the lobby you just saw metal hats all dressed in black and band shirts and that was like yeah yeah <laughs> we're at the right place right now it's nice <laughs> it was very funny and um always kind of weird not to camp at a festival still yeah for me these i call just like hotel city festivals still have a different 
feeling and um, but yeah with all the um, positive aspects too of course like you have a shower <laughs> breakfast <laughs> yes excellent breakfast too and uh, a real bed and yeah, exactly good breakfast and you can close the door behind you and then it's silent also sometimes very nice and relaxed um, but yeah it felt a little bit funny it was not uh, like meeting at the camping area at the camping ground but in a hotel lobby all the other metal heads it's like <laughs> were you all five of you in the same room or did you have separate rooms We two had separate rooms because uh, maximum was a four bedroom and yeah. So I was alone. Mm -hmm. Okay. Which was also really uh, luxurious, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> because, you know, there's all this super uh, socializing during the day, during the festival, which is great. But then also to have, you know, peace and a little space alone. <laughs> I can understand that because to be honest, after two years of pandemic, I'm not yeah. used to have so many social contacts. And for mm -hmm. me, it's also exhausting. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. And I enjoy it very much, but I also can very much appreciate like some peace and quiet by myself, especially mm. if I'm tired and I took my yoga mat with me so I could do a bit of yoga in the morning. And um, Amazing. <laughs> yeah, it was, that was really, really, really cool. Yes. Uh, speaking about yoga, maybe you missed our last episode. We talked a lot about yoga, <laughs> just yes. a side note. <laughs> And that was also, that also started as Yoga at a Festival. So um, check it out. Now let's talk about the festival itself. Yeah, that's where I was going as well. Um, so it started on Friday. And since we arrived already on Thursday, we went to, uh, sightseeing a little bit, or we tried to do a little bit of sightseeing on Wednesday morning. And then... While looking at the um, at how to get back to the hotel and to the festival, we decided to go directly to the uh, to the festival, Steffi and I at least, and go back to the hotel later because we wanted to see one morning left. Mm -hmm. Very great band. <laughs> one reason for me <laughs> why I wanted to go there. Yes, and that was actually a great decision because otherwise we wouldn't have made it. It started pretty early already. One morning left, we're the second band on Friday and they uh, played at uh, 15 at 3 p.m. So it was kind of early. It was great. I enjoyed their show very much. Finnish vibes. <laughs> <laughs> It's also a great warm-up party, I think. <laughs> yeah. I have honestly to say I was a little bit disappointed or maybe I just had too high expectations because of their crazy music videos and I thought there would be a little bit um, more party at the stage. Of course it was partying and it was just a 30 minute gig which is very short that's just like I don't know six songs. They didn't seem to be as party metal as I expected. It was like more a typical metal core band mm. who had lots of fun at stage, of course, on stage. Um, but I expected, honestly, a little bit more of them, like uh, costumes or something. And um, it was it was a good gig, but it was not the metal party I expected. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that was just my conclusion of, the, of that band, of that gig. I wouldn't say that. It was... Uh... A lot of, I, I don't think maybe, well, maybe because there were, there weren't too many people around. 
the the venue felt a little bit empty, but uh, otherwise they were great. They played uh, their cover, their Michael Jackson cover of Beat It, which was awesome. Yeah. <laughs> that was also one of the few songs I recognized. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, to me, it was it was pretty cool. There is a great music video as well for Beat It. And they had a joke when they recorded their video for Neon Highway, which was released late 2020. Um, they had a poster which said, very cool music video for $1 or $5, so very cheap. And wow. uh, they then they showed how they filmed this music video. That's the, the story of the video itself. And with the beaded video, they have the poster, a very good video game for $1 or something like this. So they, they um, kept <laughs> on going with this joke. <laughs> And they play um, a beat em up video game in the music video. <laughs> nice. The thing also was, and I, I realized this way later in, in the festival, uh, that the time slots for the bands to play weren't really long. Mm -hmm. Most of the bands had half an hour during, you know, during like the afternoon and only the, the headliner had one hour of playtime. Mm. That's nothing. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, one morning left had a half an hour, uh, later in the evening, the bands had 45 minutes and the headliner had one whole hour, like 60 minutes. And that was it. So everything went really quickly. Mm. And, um, yeah, after one morning left, we did go back to the hotel for a little bit. And that meant we missed several of the bands during that afternoon yeah <laughs> yes i remember somebody we met at the festival said that kill the kong was a really really great band but we didn't see them the next thing we saw was orbit culture i think uh, only the few last uh songs that's a hard break <laughs> yeah yeah i really i really wanted to see them indeed but it was also you know it's like festivals Always, at some point, you have to prioritize. Do I want to eat? Do I want to drink? <laughs> <laughs> or do or can I live off the music only? <laughs> <laughs> do I want to spend a lot of money on the festival ground? <laughs> Ten dollars for a beer or something. <laughs> that too. Well, that's also uh, Scandinavia in general. But <laughs> yeah, I don't think there was much of a price difference from inside the festival to uh, the usual uh, Stockholm bars. Mm. But uh, it is a, a bigger difference from uh, Stockholm to or, or Sweden to Germany beer prices, for example. Yeah, we realized that in Finland when we mm -hmm. went to Duska Festival, <laughs> six euro for a beer that or something too. like that. Yes, yeah. that too. Yeah, Scandinavia is expensive. <laughs> And Finland is not Scandinavia. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, But right. um, yes, they are also very expensive. That's also funny because I just came back from uh, TwitchCon in Amsterdam. I was there last weekend uh, with my Twitch community and uh, my partner came from Finland as well. And he was also very, even for Amsterdam prices, he was very surprised how cheap beer was here or like cocktails and etc. Mm. Yeah, but we saw Orbit Culture a little bit. And then I looked into Dead Like Juliet, the band from Italy. I thought they were really cool too. They had a pretty cool um, vibe on stage. And they were one of the uh, few 
bands that uh, made some political statements on stage during their performance. And that is something that, as we know, uh, is I appreciate a lot. I don't remember what they said. <laughs> <laughs> It's been almost a month. One topic which were um, talked a little bit more was about identity, I would say, or like, um, yeah, tolerance of the whole queer scene or LGBTQ plus. Um, then I noticed that was uh, more than one time, more than one band um, mm -hmm. honored this topic or mentioned it at least. True. Yeah. Blind Channel was another... Uh, was another highlight from from Friday. That's the band who um, represented Finland at the Eurovision Song Contest 2021. Exactly. Ooh, they did? I didn't yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, they were also pretty cool on stage. I remember they were some of the more, until then, they were some of the bands that had like more makeup and uh, like their stage outfits were a little more coordinated and stuff like that. That was really cool. And afterwards, after Blind Channel, we took another break because, <laughs> and this was, this is a hot take. <laughs> <laughs> this is a hot take. Uh, Yersinia and Vildjarta, or however they're pronounced, Vildjata, or, mm -hmm. were the two that played after, the two bands that played after Blind Channel. And I remember looking at these names, like while I was listening to the, to the playlist, um, for the festival, I remember those were the bands that I skipped the most. Mm -hmm. Though, uh, like I, uh, it's just not my cup of tea um, music. But um, that was also a hot take. I, I, <laughs> I remember people telling me, "What? They are great." <laughs> yeah, I watched their show, and yeah, they are quite progressive, or they are mm -hmm. just not. They are not definitely not a party band, and you need to be in in the right mood for their music definitely and it's more that's alive. right i remember we were sitting at, at the at a table talking and then you said you were going to the band and five minutes later you came back <laughs> <laughs> was it that one did i hmm. i think uh, so i think i watched them a little bit more about five minutes <laughs> <laughs> okay then maybe it felt like five minutes but you didn't like disappear because the band was so great no it was more like it's not yeah it's not a party band it's just like listening to some complex live music and at that moment I wasn't just in the mood for it it was mm -hmm. a little bit too uh, I need to I need to think about that yeah <laughs> Or, yeah I don't know a little bit too exhausting somehow mm. yes um, but they're definitely a band for me I um, will put in my playlist after the festival because they just definitely do very interesting music and um, I noticed it already at at the Spotify playlist of the festival that it was like, ah, oh, that sounds interesting. Yeah, it's not like uh, not like poppy or catchy, but um, definitely interesting music they play. Maybe so. a bit like Kiki when we were at Euroblast past year with the third band. The French band, yeah. yeah. The, it didn't fit in the lineup yeah. <laughs> because they were also, like you could just stand there and enjoy it and And before that, there was a party band playing and yeah. Yeah, like the music was good, but mm -hmm. it was such a mood break for yeah. coming from this party before and waiting for the party after. And in between is this, okay, let's go eat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, but after after that, uh, never store blade. Uh, Swedish pop punk pop punk band is the description, and um, I, I guess that's what they are. Um, I saw them for a while, and it was very like rocky alternative, uh, mellow emo mood. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the lyrics were, were all about breakup and uh, breakups and sadness. Um, it was nice though, <laughs> and they had a, and they had their fans. It didn't hurt that the singer was pretty good looking, and um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think there were a lot of Swedish bands playing, right? Yes, yeah. that too, with their fan base. It was also um, kind of a small festival, so um, many Swedish people didn't or Stockholm people didn't know about the festival. <laughs> I know it <laughs> from my dating app. <laughs> That's why they were so, so surprised also that so many people came all the way from Germany. Yes. Mm-hmm. And what I heard as well was that the High Five um, community is not a big one, but they uh, they organize different events throughout the year. And so I, I'm guessing they know each other. It's kind of like a small community, but they all know each other and, uh, you know, plan together when they go to which festival or which concert and um yeah suddenly seeing people from <laughs> from elsewhere in europe uh, <laughs> was probably surprising to them um but yeah there was this feeling of uh, familiarity of um you know the small festival vibes that uh, that give you that sense of um, community and friendship kind of mm. And then, of course, the Friday ended with uh, the big electric cowboy party. Yeah. That was really cool. That was party as expected. Yes. <laughs> I think that was the first time I saw them live. And I've known it's a uh, PS favorite band for quite a while. And I've always <laughs> said, like, yeah. Hmm. But, like, for a festival like that, for a live performance that was that had that intention of just rocking everybody's socks off and making everybody jump and um it was also the venue was inside right Mm -hmm. and uh by then it was they played at 11 p.m and it wasn't too warm anymore but uh we were i was so sweaty (laughs) (laughs) there were so many people inside and everybody was jumping and dancing and singing and screaming and everything and it was it was really cool it was it was very amazing yeah, definitely. For me, it was also the first time to see them live. I'm, yeah, kind of fangirl uh, for this band, definitely, and knew many, many songs. And it was amazing to see their performance live on stage. It was yeah. like, um, yeah, as high as expected. I hope that they will perform as they performed. <laughs> um and yeah, definitely a great, great party life band. Yeah, they had, what, three wardrobe changes? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They started with Pump It, right? With the sport yeah. outfits. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes. So they had their three different outfits and they packed, I guess, like just the most party hits in this one hour long with those changes as well. And mm-hmm. also it was really nice that they were what they were saying we were so many people inside this this packed venue uh we were all sweating it was super super uh, uh 
there was high humidity from all these people there. And they were like all the time, uh, you know, saying to take care of each other and to look out for each other and asking, you know, the, the organizers to bring the people water kind of, which started happening at some point. Yeah, great. <laughs> <laughs> they started, uh, you know, just um, throwing down some water from from the, the VIP area that was kind of upstairs. Mm -hmm. Uh, for me, it was kind of it was super lovely to to see the people on stage asking the the audience to take care of each other and to to be nice to each other. Also, the singers kissed on stage. That was super cute. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Man, there was this whole Britney Spears Madonna kiss on stage moment. I don't know. <laughs> That was nice too. Um, yeah, lots of highlights from that show. It was that was unforgettable for sure. Uh, was there an after party or something like that? Uh, the, I think I heard rumors about an official one, but we didn't find it. There was nothing announced. Yeah, exactly. It was nothing announced, and I think if there were um, a party, it was more for the for the team itself and not for the guests, probably. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, in fact, they um, closed quite instantly after the gig. After the last gig, it was like um, 20 minutes later. Okay, now go at home. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they closed the venue. Lights on. <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah, kind of. Yes, exactly. Security went around and said, like, okay, bye. <laughs> See you tomorrow. <laughs> Good night. <laughs> but yeah. Also fine. Also, it wasn't a hired security, like private festival security. It was some kind of city-wide security thing, I think. It's not like from the government. It's not like police. But it is uh, some kind of city-wide security that uh, roams around uh, events and uh, mm -hmm. pubs and like uh, public, uh, public places and just keeping the peace, so to speak. That was interesting to see. I hadn't seen that before. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I honestly didn't notice at all. <laughs> <laughs> I remember I mean, because I asked. Ah, okay. So you mean what in Germany would be the Ordnungsamt? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't know how to translate that or how to how to explain it. But yeah, some kind of from the city government. Uh, Maybe also something. Security. Some countries have this. Germany doesn't have this. You can party as long as you want. But in some cities... Everything, every club, every bar has to close at a specific hour and yeah, everybody yeah. has to go home then. Yeah, Stockholm is not the party city. <laughs> I think it is. We just didn't know where. <laughs> we were yeah, just the having parties. the loop. <laughs> yeah. You just have to know where to look. Yeah. Yes. Which is why, um, yeah, we didn't like party. And I mean... The sun goes up very early, so it did feel kind of like partying until sunrise, but mm. it was not too late. <laughs> I just remember, I think it was the first evening there and we wanted to have a drink somewhere outside the hotel. And it was quite hard to find a bar, which is still open at, I don't know how late it was, like 11 or 12, yeah. probably. I was like, ah, no, that will be closed in like half an hour. <laughs> Well, don't want to go there. But that was just maybe because we weren't in the center of the city, a little bit outside. Yeah, that too. And so we could start the Saturday a little bit earlier. Did we though? Yeah, <laughs> kind of. 
<laughs> well, at least this time we didn't have that gap in the in the afternoon because uh, we went there again at 15. The first band started at 1 p.m. The first band I saw was Cyan Kicks on Saturday. I really like them. Um, I have two of their songs now playing in my in my playlists um, or more often. Uh, female fronted band. It wasn't too heavy. Um, they are also Finnish. Lots of Finnish bands. Mm-hmm. And uh, the singer has a really really cool, powerful voice. So and. And also a lot of energy. Um, it was really cool to see her on stage. And looking at the at the website now, and it says they would have played on the second stage, but there was some, and I don't remember, maybe you remember, Steffi, there was a band that couldn't arrive because their flights was canceled too. <laughs> and so the, the lineup uh, for Saturday had to change very, very spontaneously. I know and which band you're talking about. <laughs> which was it? And and it's okay from Germany, right. German um, again, German airports are a little bit chaotic. I think they should. They were planned for two p.m. something, and then they yeah, played eight p.m. At eight p.m. <laughs> exactly. So it was an upgrade for them, and I mean, yes. it was an upgrade for Cyan Kicks too to suddenly be on the main stage. <laughs> I don't know who got the the short end of the deal, but um, yeah, somebody had to play um, earlier, I guess. But that was that was good uh, to see Cyan Kicks on the main stage. Aviana was also, I think, a, a good one that I that I saw later that day. But my highlight of the um, of the first half of the lineup was Trash Boat. They played at. Uh, 6 p.m. and they are a UK band, pop punk band as well. Mm-hmm. And uh, the singer, that was the singer who said on stage, I, I immediately texted Pia, like we have to, we have to get this person on 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 the podcast. On this podcast, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I hope that we that we uh, can do that. I have to mail the the management. Um, so trash boat. Uh, the singer said that they don't identify with any of the labels that they just don't see themselves in any of the LGBTQIA labels and mm-hmm. any of the gender labels that they just can't come to terms with all of that. And why do we need labels? And I am a, I'm, I am a defender of labels because for me, labels have been a, have been the means to find community, to feel understood, to feel not like a lonely weirdo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that was that was something that that surprised me a lot, and um, that is a big topic that we we will probably be discussing here in more depth. Yeah, I hope so because I've been thinking about that lately a lot, and that's going to be a very interesting conversation. <laughs> yes, and it's also funny that that Steffi is here right now because we had that ca- a bit of that talk exactly that day before <laughs> Trash Boat played on our way to the festival. We were talking about um, I don't know if that's the 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 English term, but in German, uh, identity politics is a is a big thing right now. Mm-hmm. So we we also had kind of kind of a discussion over there. Yeah, so funny how things line up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and also super funny. Um, a week later, when I was in Malmö, I attended some of the uh, Malmö Pride uh, workshops and talks. And there was a talk that was called, um, a workshop that was called Beyond Binaries. And 
Uh, it's a bisexual woman from the US who leads the workshop. And she also said like, sure, uh, labels can sometimes be divisive. But for a lot of people, they just help like know yourself and find mm -hmm. yourself. And so uh, it was funny to see how, how this topic is looming around my life, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> so that is something to look forward to. Uh, yeah. Afterwards, after that, we watched Eminence. Mm -hmm. That was something Steffi was very, very excited about. I can imagine. <laughs> <laughs> and I think they didn't disappoint. It was a pretty intense show, like also very, very emotional, almost. Yeah, I would say the whole music is very emotional. I really love this band. Um, but there was kind of again that mood breaker because they are more, um, serious music is maybe the wrong term, but, um, again, not like poppy catchy party music. Emotional. Yeah. Yeah. Very emotional, kind of pathetic also in a good way. Um, but yeah, this had, more like um, listening to music and um, not like partying. Um, but still, yeah, of course, very impressive. But I would prefer to see them again at a um, standalone concert of them and not during such a festival, I would say, because then I probably could enjoy the music a little bit more or just be more in the mood for them. And mm -hmm. um, yeah, that I just noticed. I didn't notice before while listening to that band um but yeah in combination with these other bands it was just like oh oh yeah it's kind of heavy emotional music <laughs> what i didn't notice before that was kind of funny um but yeah very good performance i really appreciated the um voice of the lead singer he has a mm -hmm. very intense and strong voice and vocals and yeah That was pretty good. Very good musicians. And later than NSOK. NSOK was once again party again. And afterwards, my legs just hurt because I jumped the whole fucking time. <laughs> <laughs> I had lots of fun with that band. They were, um, yeah, pretty good. That was my highlight of NSOK. To see Steffi enjoy that so much. <laughs> <laughs> Very good mute. <laughs> and now imagine me being next to her enjoying as much as she did. <laughs> It would have been amazing. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that was a good show. They played on the second stage and also uh, just like imminence. Uh, they played around 45 minutes. So that is also the other thing. Like, uh, okay, 45 minutes is kind of standard at a festival, but mm -hmm. still it's It's a little, a little short, but yeah, Anizuke was 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 really fun as well. What what I realized, um, what I like, or what for me a good live music band is that um, it's always good for me to can sing along with the songs, or mm -hmm. I can very get or get very fast into it, mm -hmm. um, so I can better party. Um, but also, I don't know the combination of catchiness and heaviness, and I think Anizuke is very good at that point i also enjoyed them at barn and blut so just one year ago <laughs> we already saw them here and uh, i already noticed there i really liked them live on stage to yeah at the one hand have a good listening to good music but at the other hand also just to party and jump and to be in a mosh pit uh yeah for me this band can combine in a very very good way and yeah 
good to see them live. Yeah, and they were also enjoying themselves and having fun on stage, and that also translates uh, in into the audience or is or is contagious, I think. But that is, I think, the thing that that I missed. I enjoyed the music. I can appreciate the good music and good bands that I um, that I learned or well that I that I saw for the first time or heard for the first time, but I didn't know any songs. And you do, or I at least do enjoy enjoy concerts more when I can sing along. And that is something that I that I was missing a little bit. Yeah. But it was cool. And afterwards, we saw Bleed from Within. Something that I always have to say when talking about this band, I'm disappointed that that's not an all-female band because that band name... Yeah, all-female <laughs> punk band called yeah. Bleed from Within would be perfect. Yes. <laughs> Bleeding yes. <like> a podcast. <laughs> You heard it on the Bleeding Metal podcast, yes. Um, they were really cool too. It was uh, also a little bit darker and heavier, but it was it was a good performance, yes. I remember I didn't skip them or probably I just saw them part-wise because I was very confused about the accent of the lead singer or yeah. the guitarist. I don't know, someone on stage would talk. I was like, what accent is this? What yeah, is English? And then I just saw, ah, <laughs> oh, they're from Scotland. Oh, yes. <laughs> I also thought they're from the UK, actually, but I also thought they yeah. were they were Scottish, yes. No, I think they are Scottish. They're from UK. No, Bleed From Within, are you, it says on the festival website that they're from the UK. Okay, because I read they're from Scotland and that was just like, yeah, that fits. That's just what I've got in mind. But I'm not I sure. am going to look that up. It was good music. That's another of the bands that I am also going to to listen to more. You're right, they're from Glasgow. Yeah. So the festival website got that wrong, but uh, yes. Yeah, it was it was a lot of fun. We saw them, or I saw them again when they were leaving the hotel on at 3 a.m. in the morning from Sunday. <laughs> so they have a tight schedule, but the performance was great. Uh, what I did skip after that was uh, Normandy. And then uh, the big headliner of the whole festival was We Came As Romans. They also yes. had a little bit longer of a playtime. Yes. That's also one of my favorite bands. So I was like, oh my God, they're playing there. Oh no, I can't go. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Uh, they had an hour and a half. So they had even a longer time than We Came As Romans. It was their only um, Europe show right. this year. Yeah, that's what they said. I think it's also the only band that came from uh, that didn't come from a European country. Sorry, if you hear strange now, there's noises. I have my baby on my arm right now. Looks <laughs> very <laughs> Yeah, that's what the that's what the singer from We Came as Romans said. That they just uh, packed up their partners and family members a little bit and just went on vacation to Sweden uh, to. Also to justify, I guess, flying flying to Europe for this one show. Yeah, but I follow a lot of them on Instagram and saw their vacation uh, photos. <laughs> oh, nice. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I should check that out. Yeah, that was kind of very sympathetic. Um, as you said that, like, yeah, now first the gig, then vacation with our families and friends. And that was that was kind of cute. Yeah. Also, a thing I forgot to, because I just remembered from the Bleed From Within uh, gig, I think it was them. They 
arranged a very, very impressive mosh pit that went all the way around. Well, it was more like a circle bit because it was in what it went all the way around the sound booth. Yeah. Like that was the, the, crazy. Um, the whole hall was was a pit. <laughs> yeah. You yeah. couldn't escape it almost. It was it was amazing. It was really cool. Also, lots of bands just like started asking for walls of death and everything. And it was like, dude, can't I just stand here in peace and watch the show? <laughs> no. <laughs> Stop doing this stuff. No, it was great. Everybody enjoyed themselves a lot, I think. And uh, yeah, we came as Romans, weren't as a hype party as uh, Electric Cowboy was the night before it was a good end to the to the night and to the festival i think mm. yeah i think you said that kiki like you couldn't um or you don't know all the songs so you couldn't um separate each uh, each song from another song and yeah. um i think it kind of describes the band quite good because many songs sounds um kind of similar Yeah, that yeah, that I did, that I did notice. It was very monotonous. It was very, um, and I think is this yeah, is this the band with the accident? Uh, no, that's you think about the ghost inside, where the whole band had an accident with the tour bus. But um, the singer of We Came as Romans died. I'm not sure if it was suicide or something else or drugs or something. The band is very, or they, they see each other like kind of brothers. And so that mm -hmm. was for the whole band, extremely emotional. I'm pretty sure they thought about quitting the band and stuff like that. So, but they decided to continue making music. And that's also something why the songs might sound a bit similar to each other because the other voice is missing because they decided to not replace him. Oh. But that's the story basically behind this band. Right. And they talked about it pretty, or the singer talked about it pretty openly on stage and dedicated some of the songs to the person who passed away. And Kyle Pavone is his name. Yeah. And they, they gonna release a new album in October this year. Mm -hmm. And on the previous album, the last album with Kyle Pavone, there was a song called Promise Me that I think also Kyle Pavone played. He sings most of the lyrics in that song. And the new album has a song that is called Promise You. And I'm really, Looking forward to listening to this one. It's going to be very emotional as well. And yes, um, I think that Dave Stevens, that's the other vocalist, that he also had problems with his mental health after Kyle passed away. And he very often has statements about mental health and that you should go see a therapist when you need help. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 Aren't they also part of the mental health initiative, Heart Support? I think so. Yeah. Yes, um, so they they are also uh, active on social media and have, especially on Instagram, they have a lot of uh, cool uh, tools and tips, advice um, for people struggling with mental health. And mental health is something that we talk a lot about on the podcast and that we should always speak about very openly. Mm -hmm. I did, I have to confess though, the thought did cross my mind during the, the, the their concert, during their performance that it was a bit of a bummer. We were all there kind of uh, to party. We were all happy to finally be among people again, to finally be able to to 
jump around and party and uh, and enjoy the music that we love. I don't want to be disrespectful, but it was also very like suddenly somber to to hear about this loss constantly with the hour and a half that they performed that they played on stage. I think they even they they didn't even perform the whole hour and a half. I think there was some time left in the end, but it was it was like uh, it hurt a little, and I don't think we necessarily uh, wanted those feelings at that specific moment. It was too much, maybe? Yeah, because it mm. was often. Yeah. Like uh, every between every song, he would talk about about this and uh, and then dedicate the song and then again. And, and I think he also spoke about it in terms of the passing of his brother uh, was, or in honor of him, he now finds the strength and the motivation to keep going and and the inspiration to keep making music. And that is obviously amazing and inspirational and gives you strength, but it was like... At some point, I did think again. Can we just hear the song? I don't know. <laughs> I think it doesn't fit for a festival because if you are a yeah. fan of the band and go to a headliner show of them, you kind of share the feelings, kind mm -hmm. of. But if you're at a festival and maybe not know the band and just see them because they're headliners, yeah, it might be too much if you don't know the background of everything. Yeah, and I remember you telling the story, and so I could understand uh, what it was about. But it was like, hmm, okay, we all have our ways to grieve, and he has the right to that. And it's actually pretty admirable that he talks about this so openly. But uh, at, the, at that point, it was it felt a little bit too much for me. And about the topic, it's about um, drug consumption, not suicide. That's what, um, yeah, the point is. Or just also, it's also about. Um, drugs and we didn't want to uh make this episode so long and <laughs> we're talking a lot already but another highlight well a kind of highlight of the saturday lineup was uh the panel that was it on saturday i think it was on saturday yes it was all days there were also fridays there were panels but at the end we just saw or i just saw one um one part of the panels or one panel Have you seen Future Palace, by the way? No, like, I didn't. Nah, too early. <laughs> yeah, that was that was the early hotel. one. We actually wanted to, but then yeah. we 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 got caught in the conversation about identity politics. All <laughs> oh, right, that was yeah, yeah because we wanted to. We we left the hotel kind of in time, and then the while walking there, the the whole conversation started, and then we we waited before like outside the, the, the venue and just finishing our talk. But later I did see the singer from Future Palace uh, at, the, at the panel that I was about to mention. The panel was called Girls in the Scene with both the singers from Future Palace and Cyan Kicks. And I posted that on Instagram. I thought that was very, right on the title. I didn't like the title at all. Like the title Girls in the Scene, while the term women in metal has been around for so many years, Girls in the Scene was a little bit demeaning even to me because it's very infantilizing. You know, um, women are women. They were both adults. And uh, I don't know. I just thought it was a little bit weird from then already. The person who was 
moderating the talk, so to speak. They weren't that well prepared. I think some of the some of the questions were pretty basic. And well, we did see the or we did hear the typical statements from from the two singers about. Um, uh, you know the micro microaggressions, as they're called. You know how respected they they were in the scene growing up, and also or, or when they first started, and also the music that they that they uh, heard growing up. There was a lot of talk about Paramore, for example, how Paramore had that effect of, uh, oh, if she can do it, then I can try it too, which is why representation and visibility is so important. But yeah, all in all, to me. Uh, I was a bit disappointed. I expected a little better, I guess, and it just felt like oh, they they saw that Tuska has the has panels beside their lineup, and so we can do that too. But they had like a very small stage. It was just a couch or or like a, a small table with with a couch and uh, and two chairs, and uh, <laughs> you know it was like barely organized. <laughs> And they didn't even have have a sign. There was literally like a piece of piece of cardboard with the word panels or or no happening stage happening stage on it uh, on like yeah like a marker. I thought they could have done better. Um, High five, Summerfest! If you're listening to us, uh, we can do the we can take care of the panels next year. <laughs> Just mail us bleedingmetalpod yes. at gmail dot com. <laughs> I can do that for you. Don't worry. <laughs> It was also kind of, or for me, it uh, was kind of cute. It looked very spontaneous and like, ah, ah, okay, let's do it. And so Jay, they just do in a spontaneous way. And for me, it felt also kind of sympathetic that they just did it. Um, yeah, it wasn't professional at all. That's right. And I mean, the ideas were great. They had this, yeah. this, these type of panels. They had a few signing sessions over there. They had a few interviews with the bands. They even had a guitar hero battle or two. Yeah. Um, that was a good idea. That was, yeah, that is really, really cool. Um, but the way the things were done. Uh, could be a little bit better, could use a little bit of improvement. But I guess that's what we're all about, right? We're all just getting better in life and in our professions. And I'm sure that next year that will be much, much cooler. By the end of the of the festival, we also met a few other interesting people. We met the designer uh, of a German fashion label that had been there with, uh, with his uh, stand or booth. Um, and a lot of people wearing uh, wearing his clothes. Um, that was random clothing. And we met a person that is organizing a small festival in Germany as well called Corefest. That's coming up in, I think, September. So, yeah, I think um, so. The, the, the high five community extends now to Germany as well. And I guess they are they are planning big things. Hopefully, yeah. Yes. Because it's these small festivals that we need to find out about new bands and yeah, build this community. That's it. Because Keep if it you growing. go to the yeah, when you go to the big festivals, that's sometimes kind of tourism as well. So um, really building a community, I think that only works on these small festivals. True, I think so too. And it's also you know supporting the smaller bands, letting them grow, giving them the stage. Mm-hmm. Um, another point of discussion that Steffi and I had was uh, the lineup was very big. There are a lot of bands in there, but to give them half an hour slots is a little 
is a little too much. I was thinking either you make the festival a three-day festival and give them a little longer to play, uh, time to play, or you just put uh, fewer bands on, on the billing. It's not a, it's not like the ticket was super expensive. If there were five to eight less bands, it would have still been worth it. And I mean, most of the bands were Swedish and Finnish, so it's not like they have huge costs of transportation or, or or a huge environmental impact. But it's just too sad to see that they, you know, just overloaded the lineup with many bands and then we barely got to see them. Yes. Did you do any traveling after the festival as well? Yeah, we stayed a little bit longer in Stockholm. Yeah, Sunday to Tuesday. Yeah, just looked around, <laughs> do some sightseeing and yeah, typical tourist stuff. And yeah, I can recommend um, Skansen, kind of, yeah, open air museum, park, uh, zoo, whatever. Just a very beautiful area with some old buildings and also like um, actors and actresses who describe the time over there and just work like they've been still in the time. Are there still in the time. Um, and that's a very beautiful place. If you're at Stockholm, um, I can recommend to visit it. And just because also of the area, it's very nice to have a walk there. And yeah, the old town, of course, um, I think one of the typical tourist highlights. Uh, but yeah, still, it's, it's a beautiful, very beautiful old town. And you have lots of water. Stockholm is, um, yeah, a city of many smaller islands and so you have always just like 10 minutes to be at the sea um that's also very funny especially if it's hot then you can just say ah, let's go to the water <laughs> and it's a little bit let's cooler the over beach. there yes that was good yeah we didn't do that in the end um but we didn't was... go to the beach okay. that's right yeah, yeah. And while Steffi visited the Open Air Museum, I went to see the big sunken warship, which was an inside museum, which was okay because it rained like hell that day. Um, um, so it's this huge, huge warship that was just <laughs> not very well constructed. And so it sank right after it sailed. But it was it is pretty, pretty well maintained and um and it's also super interesting to see all of that. It's a few hundred years old and is still in very, very good shape. And Steffi went on to Norway even after? Yes, exactly. How was it? A road trip um with friends. Where went to Trondheim. Trondheim is a fucking amazing city. It's very small. It's it's so funny. Norway is so funny because there are not many people. And so Trondheim is the third biggest city of the town uh, of the of the country, and it's smaller than Aachen, where I live nowadays. And yeah, it feels funny. Um, but it's beautiful. Many colorful houses um, at the fjord. Um, kind of in the middle of the woods because it's in the middle of Norway, nowhere, uh, like, yeah, <laughs> Norway, uh, don't have so many people and not a high population. It's nice. I don't know. I not so often the feeling if I come to a town and think, Oh, I like it because I definitely more into nature, but into cities. Uh, but one time was an unexpected, um, thing that it was like, ah, oh, yeah. Okay. I could imagine to live here sometime it's it's nice it's a very nice place 
highly recommend if you're in Norway, visit that town. And um, yeah, afterwards, just um, driving around, uh, having smaller hikes and uh, just enjoyed that fucking amazing landscape of Norway. I'm totally in love with that country <laughs> or with the nature over there. Uh, yeah, that was a very good holiday. And Kiki, you went to some other Swedish cities afterwards, Yes, right? as I mentioned before, I went to Gothenburg after Stockholm and uh, did some sightseeing there as well, visited a friend. And afterwards, I went to Malmö, especially for the Pride and because it was on the way back to Germany. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, I attended some of these really cool events around surrounding the the pride there was another one about uh, the representation in the gaming industry and uh, it was super interesting to see just how depending on how diverse the team uh, developing a game is so will be the game in itself and the community that builds around it so if it's a very um men-dominated uh, team of developers, uh, you won't see the representation of uh, women, LGBTQ people and or uh, ethnicities even in the in the game itself. And the community will be uh, just like that as well. The conclusion of the panel more or less was uh, we need to diversify the teams in the gaming yes. industry. And uh, um, yes. And that was that was really cool to see. They recommended several uh, games and streamers and people, and uh, it was it was just really nice. And I mean, it's also good for the companies because they earn more money when more people, more people play. Yeah, yeah. And also, I think any industry and any company just benefits from the different perspectives mm -hmm. that uh, women, people of color, and LGBTQIA persons bring into the into the businesses uh, with their different perspectives in creativity or with their stories and uh, storylines. That is something that I always say, but it was really good to see that they know that and that they are working towards that. That's also why Black Panther is one of the most successful movies because the cast is mostly black, people of color, and they all went to the cinema to see that because they saw themselves represented so much. Yeah. Yeah, that's why Get Out was also such a horror hit because yeah, people of color are seldom in horror movies. And they were not the first to die because mostly exactly. in most horror movies, the person of color dies first. Yeah. And or the sexually empowered woman. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So that was, that was my time in Scandinavia. Uh, actually, after Malmö Pride, I went back home. And, um, yeah, it was, it was just really cool. Very exhausting as well. It was one of those vacations when you need a vacation after the vacation because of all the walking and, uh, uh yeah, I, I cycled a lot as well. I always rented a bike in each city to, to see the sights and, and move around, but still it was just very exhausting. Yes. That's it. That is it. Wow. <laughs> We did have a lot to talk about. <laughs> That's, that sounds so cool. And it's very cool to see that you made, that you had such great holidays and also spent some time there together. <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah, well, good to see you again. Where do we go next year? <laughs> good question. Um, <laughs> I'm up for um, Metal Days again. Yeah. Also because of the location. Yeah. They better have a good lineup. I'm in. 
But yeah, we will see. We will find something. I'm pretty sure about that. <laughs> yes. Um, and you out there, thank you for listening to this episode. Let us know where the cool festivals are, where you are going this year, where you have been this year, where you plan on going next year. We want to know everything. Yes. And as always, stay tuned for the interesting, interesting episodes that we have in the works. And yeah. Thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to follow us on Spotify, subscribe on other platforms and recommend uh, your friends. <laughs> recommend <laughs> us to your friends. Yes. Steffi, it was a pleasure to have you here again. <laughs> yeah, yes. Thank you. I enjoyed. <laughs> awesome. So whenever you have, whenever you want, just join us. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Hell yeah. yeah. And for everyone out there, thank you for listening and... Yeah, hope you tune in next time again. Bye-bye. Have a nice day. Bye.